and we should be live. I'm a little off screen real quick because we're just getting some issues, of course, with Facebook Live. If Yay, you can, Facebook Live. yay, Facebook Live. But so, welcome, uh, our Twitch viewers. Hopefully, everybody can see and hear us. Uh, we should be live pretty soon on Facebook. Hopefully, I'm gonna check it real quick. Um. Oh, thank you, John, for subscribing to uh, our show for 11 months in a row. Yay, shameless self-promotion. <laughs> Yay, John Spencer. Thank you for doing that. Uh, guys, Kathy, what uh, episode are we on, by the way? Uh, 74. 74? No hesitation. I, I love it. Complete certainty. 74. Oh, I just got a message from my mom. Hey, Mom. Haha. <sighs> <sighs> it's actually my dad on my mom's account. Good for you. Can't <laughs> wait to have a cup, he says, because I told him I finally got a new coffee maker. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll I got a French press because he wants to do just a little bit of coffee. My dad's like, your coffee maker is the slowest coffee maker on the planet. It takes like 40 minutes coffee that is so wrong and uh, I agree with him and when I went over to their house when we visited them for Christmas they were I would make coffee in the morning and it was done in like no time at all I'm like holy smoke he's not kidding and uh, so now I have a Mr. Coffee coffee maker I mean, I'll, be, I'll be honest my coffee maker doesn't take that long I mean it takes about 15 minutes to make a cup of coffee because we got to drive down to Dunkin' Donuts and, and pay for it and then bring it back. So mine takes about that same amount of time and I don't even have to leave the house. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't drink coffee. Ugh. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I guess I said all that one, huh? Yeah, you need to go in the morning. Uh, it looks like uh, we are still having some fun times with uh, Facebook, huh? Facebook being mean? Uh, Facebook is having a little bit of a problem. Oh, well. Stop being gay, Facebook. Come on, Facebook work. Uh, so we're trying to get Facebook up and running because it's going to be just a little bit. Um, other than that, guys, we should be live on Twitch. We absolutely are live on Twitch. Okay, good. Absolutely, yes. Vanian says it takes me six to grind and brew a cup. I would love to get French press too, and I know they're actually pretty cheap. Um, and uh, that's just on my list of things to do. But for now, I just have this Mr. Coffee that was given to me by somebody who could no longer fit it into their vehicle after Adepticon because they and their friends got these giant swag bags full of shit. What? That's sort of impressive if you can't fit it in your vehicle after that. That's Yeah, they're like, I need to leave this coffee maker here, but if you want it, uh, here you go. The carafe is cracked, they said, but it doesn't leak, they said. But it actually did leak a little, and I ordered a new carafe on Amazon. But $14 for a carafe is still less money than a whole coffee maker. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, fair enough. and it, it works great. That, that's all that matters, right? Cannot complain. Cannot complain, indeed. Oh, this is annoying. 
No, it's not actually new, technically. It's, you know... New to you. New to me. But it's only a couple years old, and the one I had was, like, 15 years old. So, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Alright, well, let's yeah. get started with something while waiting for Gonzo to figure out Facebook here. Yeah, like, so, speaking of Adepticon and the outrageous swag bags that take up so much space that people need to either ship the stuff home or leave things behind. <laughs> it's part of people are selling so many, like, I gotta fly, this won't fit. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot right. of that. So, neither Jim nor I were able to get to the uh, registration on time to get a premium... Uh, membership, which means neither one of us got the swag bag, which, you know, whatever, that's fine. So I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of people who have unboxed their swag bag on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You, you, you can go look it up with them. Mm -hmm. Metalhead Minis did a good uh, video about it. And there's just so much stuff in it. And I know they gave away a whole starter set of... Uh, Song of Ice and Fire, which is why all sorts of people are wanting to know, you know, how does it play? Is it any good? Should I just throw it in the garbage, you know, or sell it for five bucks to, you know, the neighbor's kid? And uh, it, it, you know, it is a fun game, and and we'll talk more about that next week. But uh, Facebook Live's not going to go, guys. So what does that to do? It just what uh, Twitch. Sorry. Right. Sorry, Facebook. I will uh, let everyone on the Book of Faces know. Uh, yeah, put a link up for me, please, in there, because yes. Facebook is not allowing us to stream right now. Uh, but before we get any further in talking about the swag bags and stuff, Kathy. Oh, hey, Reiner just raided the channel with eight What? Nuh-uh. Rainer? Rainer, you're so awesome. meeting you at Adepticon. Not Rainer. I, I did meet Rainer at Adepticon, and, and we got to chat a little bit anyways. <laughs> Thank you, Rainer. We love you. Yeah, thanks, Rainer. You're awesome. Uh, but before we get any further, we got to do our tradition. John, what are you drinking tonight? I have a uh, Dr. Pepper mixed with some uh, vanilla whiskey and a little bit of uh, 43. 43, okay. Kathy? I'm uh, drinking rum and coke. Actually, it's almost gone, and so I'm drinking coffee. Uh. And my husband is actually making me tea right now so i can hear the beeping <laughs> that was, beeping time is done so. um i am drinking water uh the medication i'm taking for my sinus problems does not allow for uh alcohol Ooh, dr pepper and rum Ugh. <laughs> that's good too Dr. Pepper yeah. makes a lot of things well. In fact, honestly, before you buy the vanilla whiskey, just get a good rum instead because it's got that sort of vanilla, mm. especially like Kraken, works a lot better. I'm yeah, just John and I are both fans of the Dr. Pepper. So. And also, thank you for the follow in Ritz How Not to Paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love reading Twitch handles. They're hilarious. So uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, John... Kathy, I'm glad we're all back together. John will miss you next week. Uh, cheers. 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 Oh. Yeah, everybody thinks like, I'm going to switch over. I'm going to switch over to our new painting.
um, scene, which, Kathy, you're going to love because it shows your face really, really, really well. Really? Because I'm not, I, I'm actually not painting. I know, but look. I have a whole bunch of notes. But look, it shows your face really, really well. Wow, that's like a really weird, <laughs> that's a weird thing to chat right there, my friend. I switched it up so it shows you, because I'm going to do some painting. Uh, for you anybody to... this chat around on the... Uh... Oh, man, it's really, really stretched. Hold on, let me fix that, because that's really bad. Yeah, that's really crazy. Floppy tisk. I don't know why, but in the chat, your name is yellow, which almost blends in with the background. Oh, yeah. Your uncle's pretty high up there in the Kraken, Kraken ranks. I do like Kraken rum. It is a little rough straight up, but... Uh... You get it right! Yay! It's floppy tisk. <laughs> yeah, a little harsh, but uh, very tasty. And really good mixed with quite a few things, actually. Uh, last time I went out uh, drinking at a co-worker's farewell, I told the bartender to make me, oh, nope, you make me something, just go. And he made me a dark and stormy. And I'm like thinking, really? This is your exact drink, a dark and stormy? I have to make this shit all the time. (laughs) But still, yum. Still yum. Um, Before we go start talking about our topic, we got to thank our sponsors, uh, Mechanica Studios, for selling some awesome products. Uh, You should see a link pop up pretty soon for that. If you need some widgets and some zones, you can get it from them. Also, Muse on Minis. gaming accessories. (laughs) Yes. Um, Muse on Minis, also for supporting the podcast, for giving us uh, a place to stream everything on and get the listening. And also, uh, we have a discount code. If you buy anything from Muse on Minis, you get a 10% discount. And, of course, our lovely Tectonic Craft Studios, Dan the Man, which I received a package from him uh, for a bunch of stuff for us to give away on the podcast. Wood, didn't you? I got Dan's wood. Dan gave me a lot of wood, a lot of hardwood too. Oh, we're, we're not doing phrasing anymore. We're just phrasing his dad. All right, very good. He uh, he gave us a bunch of um, stuff to, to give away on the podcast. Uh, transferred it from Adepticon to one of my friends that was there to me. So um, he'll be doing that. Um, John. He did a lot uh, for our uh, Slow Grow League for Age of Sigmar. Gave out some uh, discount codes and all. It was very, very cool of him. Yes, we do have some discount codes we'll be giving away this month, too, uh, for him. But we definitely have some terrain and other things that he gave us that I'll be painting on stream. Uh, if you're watching, I've got some models here. Not ready yet. I'm working on some Breach Storm stuff um, to get really those like done. I color scheme for the Breach Storm models. I think it really came out good. The, the teal works really well together. Yeah. Yeah. It came out really well. It's very alien. Um, also, by the way, our dice came in. What? Yeah. What? What? Waiting on some dice. Need some dice. John, your dice should be there Monday or Tuesday. We'll also be selling sets of dice cool. uh, pretty soon. Um, I want to move these other way. Or the fo- camera will be focused on it. Um, that'll be I'll coming just, up. I'll just always say this. Speaking of dice, and I'll take it right back to Adepticon. Yep. Which, I was at Foam Brain Games, and they had some freaking amazing dice. They were like, I don't know. They were like, I don't even know how to describe it, some kind of resin stuff. And then they had metal, like, around the outsides, like, on the borders. 
of the dice. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't true. get any because I didn't have money in my pocket <clears throat> while I was in the dealer's room at that time. But I have their card, and I know that they're at Gen Con. So, I they're really pretty dice. Really, all all different colors and stuff, and uh, they're very sharp. Sweet. I, uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit of a dice whore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm regretting that, that I didn't have uh, any money with me, because they there were some pink dice, and I used to not be a person who was into pink, but um, that changed over the last, like, 10 or 15 years. I don't know why. Um, actually, uh, the I have a bunch of 12-sided dice that are 1 to 6, 1 to 6. Uh, the guy called them double 6 dice, because his whole premise was squares are not meant to roll. And damn it, that's a premise I can get behind. Uh, so he made that, and uh, he had the most transparent Kickstarter ever. You could see every cent he spent sent everywhere. He had the best communication, and he's doing wave two of those, so if you're interested in that kind of stuff, if you are interested in weird and useful dice, uh, check out Kickstarter. Oh. Thanks for the follow. Thanks. So, Adepticon, this is mostly your show, Kathy, because you were there. We were here. Oh, we have to actually give a good shout-out before we even do that to Congo the Jorgerman providing some oh. good pictures for us. Is he the reporter at large. Is that how you say it? Jormungandr? Is that how you say it, Congo? Are you here, Congo? Congo's not here. Congo's not here. He's been busy. Congo provided us quite a few pictures, and with that, he also got us a good contact where we're having Conquest, uh, Parabellum Wargames Limited coming in on the show. Yeah, in, that's fantastic. On the 28th. Oh, yep. That's also, uh, thanks, uh, Geek Nick, Geek Nakos. Uh, he did, uh, the guy who made double six dice also made triple fours. So it's 12 sided, one to four, three times, oh, and 12 sided cool. fate dice. He does it all like that. All the ones that are not easy to roll, he made into 12 sided if he could. Yeah, I saw Greek Nakos. Greek Nakos, yeah. John is dyslexic. Oh, yeah, Greek Nakos. Thank you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Single knot. So there dyslexic you go. You get those. Let's let you say the name. Okay. <laughs> uh, there you go. Focus a little bit. Uh, yeah, for some reason. Let me it's turn. like some weird camo pattern, but it looks like you're just painting like certain details. Uh, the teal. Yeah, yeah. I, really, I really like that. Type of yeah. Oh, and uh, you adjusted the chat, and now it looks much better on screen. Yeah, I just I didn't get it done until then. This is actually when it, Kathy usually paints too, but she's like a little... Not gonna do it, so we're like, okay. I, I don't usually think. because I actually have, I have actual notes. I have double-sided paper of notes. She's like super prepared for a Depticon review. I just, well, you know me. If if I don't write it down, I will just forget it. You'll be like, so what did you do at a Depticon? And be like, I don't know stuff, and it would be a really really short episode. Because so, we actually have uh, some yeah, things I to talk it, about it. I wrote it down. Just to remind myself, uh, like the, I'm going to be streaming four times a week now instead of two times a week. Oh. So I'm going to also, in addition to Monday and Thursday from 10 a.m. to noon central, I'm going to be streaming on Wednesday and Friday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. central because uh, I just want to get more painting done. And I figure, uh, why not stream it while I do it? Oh, yeah. So... So there's that, but then now oh, Adepticon. 
So we got there on Tuesday, which is the day after my voice returned. I had lost it completely for like the whole week before that. And I was like, great, right before Adepticon. And, uh, but I babied my voice. I gargled with salt water. Ooh. I drank rum. I drank ice water. I, you know, I did all the things to soothe the throat. And, uh, and it worked. My voice was back like the day before. And uh, so we got there on Tuesday because we helped set up. We volunteer there and, you know, helping set up tables and, you know, helping haul things and, and convention shirts and stuff, swag bags and do the kind of things that are the behind the scenes things that need to get done. They don't magically happen by fairies. What? Right. So we get there on Tuesday and, and give a helping hand. And then Wednesday morning is when we got the Hobby Lounge set up, better known as Fort Bopple. And uh, so tables were, were actually delivered on Tuesday night to everyone's shock. Uh, usually really? we have to bug people to get our tables on Wednesday, but they actually dropped them off on Tuesday night. So we got started right away. Uh, well, I didn't get started right away. I went to breakfast and uh, we got back. And it was like halfway done already. <laughs> That's always nice. Yeah. So we, we helped out with getting uh, the rest of the stuff set up. And, you know, the hobby seminar instructors were starting to show up and wanting to know, you know, where their rooms were and what kind of equipment they would, you know, try to make sure they had the right equipment and everything. And, you know, that's what the hobby seminar volunteers are all about is helping make sure that all the instructors have all the things they need. You know, they need water stations, that they need cups, they need pallets, they need airbrushes. There were rooms that were in a different part of the hotel for the airbrush classes. All the airbrushes were provided by Badger Airbrush. Nice. Which was really nice. And they had their people come in and clean the airbrushes between classes to make sure everything was running smoothly. That's nice. Yeah, that's really awesome. And, uh, so let me, let me, let me look. Oh, yeah. So all the hobby stuff, Demon Drescher and Kat Jackson from the, uh, the hobby seminar area. And this was Kat's first year on the team, and she and Damon were amazingly organized and worked really well together and we put together a really good team for this year and in uh year moving forward really really looking forward to, to all working together and uh so wednesday we ran errands me and a couple other people ran errands for the hobby seminar stuff picking up like paper towels and and snacks for all the volunteers and the instructors uh, kind of a little bit of a hobby lounge green room, if you will, just to make sure that people who don't have time to go out and get food between classes have something to keep them going. And uh, and we got hair dryers because, right? You need yeah. hair dryers, right? <laughs> and those will last for a long time, I hope. They should. And like Thursday. 
Thursday morning, actually, my friend Kathy showed up out of the blue. She's a, an old friend of mine. We used to room together in Deep Hall in the 90s, in the early 90s. And uh, I was so surprised, but her husband was there all weekend playing Battletech. And so she came and found me at Fort Wapple, and we we went up to, to the couches up upstairs and just sat and talked for a few hours and caught up. And like I see her maybe twice a year, and uh, and so that was it was an unexpected surprise. And uh, then I get a message from Jim, and he's like, "I have no voice." Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I spread my nerdly love to him apparently. And but it was the day that he needed to teach his Geek Nation tours painting class. Oh, so, that's rough. So like, you know what you need. You need Jägermeister. Because while I hate Jägermeister, I cannot stand anise licorice stuff. It really does work to soothe the throat. It's, it's totally a medicine. I actually like Jägermeister as long as it's ice cold, but I actually don't generally like licorice. It's odd. Because I'm odd. Ugh. Crazy. Yeah, I, I only ever drink it when I have a throat problem, so we got a... Uh, our friend Mike got Jim a, uh, a shot of Jägermeister from the bar, and you, like, as he was sipping it, you could hear the difference in his voice. So we had to make sure that he had some right before his class started. It's medicinal. It's medicinal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that at work. But fun. It's medicinal. No, but, I mean, it, it got him through. It really did. It's, uh, it works. So, you know, and he did his class, and for the rest of the weekend, he just wrecked his voice because you know he can't shut up. No. <laughs> yeah, so he always ha is, well, you know, people are talking to him. He's going to talk back. You know, he likes to explain, you know, his painting process and just talk to people and find out what's going on with them and everything, and he just he cannot not talk so the whole the whole of thursday was a whole bunch of us telling jim Shh, you have to rest your voice for your class which so. he listens to like none of it probably yeah so and then you know after jim was at his class and everything i went over to the dealer's room because the uh warhammer champions had a booth there <laughs> and it was thursday they were already busy with running demos they already had people at like every table and uh but i i came in there and i'm like hey please fusion guys and they all looked at me like who the fuck is this <laughs> who is this crazy person i and doubt they I'm said like, that because they've had a million crazy people like who, they, they, who is this person at this point they didn't actually say that but i could tell based off of their like deer caught in the headlights looking at me like Wait, should I know who this is? Yeah, that's. And uh, no, I go, I go. It's Kathy. They're like, oh. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have led with that. <laughs> it's not as funny that way. It's really not as funny if you lead with that. The yeah, more best people yeah. at, a, at a show, at a show, be like, oh man, how's it, it going? Really was. I'm like, I'm going up to somebody and hugging them. Actually, he he kind of knew who I was, and I'm like, hey, Sean. And the guy's like, 
uh, I'm like, that's when I'm like, I'm Kathy, I'm Kathy. I'm like, not some, well, I am some crazy person, but, oh, yeah. but you know me. I'm a crazy you're person, aware, you know, as opposed you're to You're aware of my existence online. Because we're all in the, uh, the Champions Discord. Mm-hmm. And we all talk about the, the game all the time. So, but it was really fun to meet some of these people. Uh, these guys were just kind of volunteers. They're the heralders that go to uh, shows in the U.S. and uh, and help do demos and run run the tournaments and do the uh, judging at the tournaments and stuff. And uh, of which I am one. So I'm going to be. Uh, I made a contact with the person who organizes all the the heralders at the different shows so i might be doing that at uh origins and and at gen con and at possibly pax unplugged oh wow nice maybe but i need to i need to email her and find out uh for sure i just want to tell her i'm available and i'm officially a heralder so you know i can do that absolutely um I almost uh, gave you a text to try and get you to pick me up something at the dealer's room, but I thought better of it. You could have. What What did you want? Uh, they had an exclusive uh, GW uh, model. Oh, that guy. I actually had two of those in my hand at one point <laughs> while I was in line. Because <laughs> my friend was getting them for somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, like, ah, I like that model, but you know, I don't need it right now, so let's just not. Oh, man, if only. Oh, well. Next time, uh, just let me know, and I'll see if I can do it. I won't be like, it's 100% going to happen, but I'll at least, you know. Well, next time, I... is it a plan for me to be there? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if it's at a different show or something, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We're practically like friends, you and I. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of I thought about it, like, I don't, I don't really need the model that much right now. I'm not really working on that stuff. Let's... Let's not buy a ton of models I'm not going to use. Yeah, no, that's strange to me, too. Don't, don't. So, so Thursday, I'm talking to the, the, the uh, Warhammer Champions people, and they're like, so you're going to play in our uh, first strike event, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, which day are you playing, like Friday or Saturday? I'm like, man, I don't know. They're like, you haven't registered yet? Like, no, nah, I should probably go do that. <laughs> so, yeah. So my Friday morning was going down to the uh, registration and registering for the first strike event that they were running on Friday. And then I had to, because I forgot to ask while I was there, you know, what room it's in. So I'm like, I'm wandering back to the dealer's area and I'm like, I wonder where this is. I should probably find out because it starts in like an hour. And, uh... You know, so I figured it out. I had, somebody else had the the app because Adepticon has uh, an app that you use for, you know, there's maps of the hotel on it. And oh yeah, that's you, that's it, a big thing now. It's oh, yeah. huge. It, it was so helpful. I like I did download it myself eventually, but it it really is helpful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know a lot of people were using the app to find their way around the hotel and, you know, see what rooms their different events were in and stuff. It was really slick. It, the yeah. one thing I like about that, that app, um, last year 
when the um, Dark Age box set didn't come in, the app sent us a message. Hey, your stuff remaining in your VIG bag is here. Come wow, and get it. that's really cool. And I thought so that was, was really that, neat. Was that Attendee Hub last year? Uh, I'm not sure which one it was. I, I think it was, was different. Guidebook. Yes. That was Guidebook last year, and they switched to one called Attendee Hub. Yeah. For, oh. for this year, and I think they'll use that in years going forward. Uh, I think it has more options and stuff. There's a bunch out there, and I know they're, each one keeps innovating, trying to get ahead of the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, work-related, some of uh, my clients use that for their shows. Okay. Yeah, so that was uh, that was very <laughs> helpful. So I made it to my first strike event, which is a, uh, a sealed box uh, draft kind of tournament, and it was all savagery cards, which, for people who who do play Warhammer Champions, Savagery is the set that only just released on Friday. And so we had like a, a whole week of knowing, you know, <laughs> what was it of having the cards in our, our sweaty little hands. Were you able to purchase those cards or was it just for that tournament so, that you got them? The first strike event was $10 and you got six, six booster packs of savagery cards that's not bad to, to go through. and they gave you an extra pack just for participating after and a play mat Ooh! holy crap and, yeah that's pretty for, sweet so i'm like well also it was incredibly fun it was the first time i had a chance to play champions face to face with people like on a real table with real cards instead of just on the app yep madness so, it's like interaction so and shit fun. I, it was so much fun. I loved it. Uh, I, I wish that I could do that all the time. Uh, it, it was just so cool to be able to, you know, say, say like, to my opponent, because, you know, the app isn't automatically doing all the stuff, to be like, you know, your, uh, you, you, your, your card triggered this quest. You should rotate your champion, you know, and then they would do that for me if I forgot because we all were in the same situation where there's so few people playing a physical game right now that everybody's just you know kind of forgets some of the little stuff that the app does for you so we're all just like reminding each other you know hey you need to rotate your your cards or whatever and and uh people were really friendly and then after games we discuss what you know what cards we had you know what are what strategies and stuff you don't get that obviously with uh with an app no no it, the in person is so much fun with that stuff it was it was just such a, a much better like i like the app it's fun but this is just extra yeah. fun much better. and uh but <laughs> all the cards so normally you only get to play your one alliance like you only play destruction or you only play chaos, but in this, you're just like fixing all the cards together, which is so what? silly. It was, it was bizarre and it was silly. So the whole thing is just like this silly thing where everybody's just getting these new cards that <clears throat> mostly they haven't seen unless they've been keeping track of the spoilers, but to just have them in your hand and get to play with them and figure out what they do and everything, uh, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, and it was so much fun. I went and registered for the Saturday. When oh. when that was done, I went back to registration. I'm like, I'm going to do this again tomorrow. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I do... Uh, hey, J-Crod. I do love that a lot of the newer games that are coming out, they're having really good thoughts of how to do like a, a sealed event with just a certain set, and they're actually putting that into the set to try and, uh, you know, make an extra format to play in. Because, honestly, limited card formats are fun. Yeah, they're... They... I, I thought it might be fun because it's not just, you know, somebody who's a master of deck tech putting their 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 big fancy meta crushing deck together, you know, and, and just Your improv skills going now. Uh-huh. Yeah. If I do this so, with this, I guess it does that. Let's do that. Let's do this. Let's right. do that. that. That was the whole uh, that was the whole weekend. So that was like several hours on Saturday and on Friday as well. So I, I didn't, uh, I didn't get to go around like the dealer's room, like I normally would to, to, I didn't even get to the Parabellum booth. I like, I saw it from a distance, but I, I didn't get to do my demo like I wanted to and stuff because I just was just busy with, you know, my card game tournament. But it's good that you got to do that since you don't normally get to do that. It's yeah, yeah. awesome. I well, wanted to take advantage of that. You know what's funny, though? What? Parabellum told us that they're going to send us some sprues for us to paint on stream. I am super excited about that. I want aliens. No, I get the aliens. You get whatever else. No. no. I'm thinking they ain't ever seen me paint on stream. <laughs> I, I, I want aliens. I'll fight you. I'll oh, fight shit. you, too? Rumble in the jungle? Wait, mm-hmm. hold on. I've, I've got that Star Trek fight music somewhere on my computer. Uh, no, they. Uh, he said he would email me uh, whenever he sends out the sprues to us. So, y'all have to see what you get because I gave him your address directly. Yay. Maybe I need to just talk to the guy, like send him a message. Hey, uh, pal. You should send uh, Gonzo not aliens and me uh, aliens because it'd be funny. <laughs> I mean, well, to be fair, the humans are nice sculpts and everything, but the aliens yeah, just like look cool. Aliens. Yeah. I like the monsters and I like the story behind them too. Yeah, I don't know Not what they're I gonna send. So. From memory, because the last time I heard it was last year. Yeah, I'm not sure what, so it'd be kind of cool to see what they give us. Yeah. Which we're appreciative of anything that they give us, by yeah, the way. Absolutely. And I can't I'll wait to talk to them about the game when they come on in the 28th. Yes. So for those that didn't hear before, uh, the Parabellum Conquest game people are the developers are coming on on the 28th of this month to talk to us about conquest the game and the the lore of it is amazing and uh they'll be telling us about the game and the mechanics and everything and we're pretty excited about it um by the way what time is it um i want to ask you a question kathy because i know this is going to come up and somebody's going to ask it and we need to get this uh, topic out of the way. Um, Crystal Brush, Simon, next year. What's going on with yeah, that? There's like a million rumors flying around. Yeah. And everybody's like, so-and-so was talking to GW and blah, blah, blah. And that means that everything's a done deal. But no, in fact, it's not. Um, because at the end of the day... Um, the Adepticon staff has to talk to these people as well, and that hasn't happened yet. Correct. So, no one, no one knows for certain 
you know, what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's all just rumors. And there's a bunch of companies that are like, well, I'm going to run a painting competition in my booth. And, you know, which is cool. And it worked for Creature Caster this year. They had, uh, they had some success there. I think if they had advertised their painting competition a uh, bit more, Creature Caster models, they would have had more entries. More yeah. People would have had more time to, uh, to put into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people only found out just weeks before the convention. So, Which Creature Caster has some awesome models. So, oh, Thank they're you. incredible. Yeah. Legit. There's- for those that don't know, Creature Caster, uh, visit us at creaturecaster.com. They make demons, <laughs> and they make them in different scales. Like, they'll, they'll make little scale things, and then because it's, you know, digitally sculpted, they can scale it up to great big uh, giant demons. And they're resin, and they have, they're, they're incredibly detailed. And now they've partnered with Slow Fuse Gaming to make these monument paints. So uh, you can use these paints to paint them. Uh, I've been using them a little bit, and Jim's been using them, and he's just uh, actually combined them with some washes to get some really interesting effects. And I'm thinking I need to steal some of uh, that stuff off of his desk so that I can try that. I'm always interested to see how new paints work because honestly, it's one of those things I don't. Every time I hear a new paint line's coming out, I'm like, "Do we need another paint line?" You, you know, and they're all different. Like, you well, know, the, the red caster is their red is a very different property from, say, a Reaper Clear Red, where they both look like a similar color, but they act very differently the creature caster one is much more opaque the, yeah I really, uh, I really want to get a bunch of different paints just to try out and see which ones i like because i mean i'll use whatever right now i got scale 75 i got you know vallejo i got p3 i got gw i've got a couple reaper paints here or there i just use whatever's there that's that's kind of high if i took a picture of all my paints you would see that i have vallejo game color model color a few scale 75 I have some GW. I have some old GW. I have some oh, yeah. foundation paints. I have some P3 paints. I have secret weapon paints. I have uh, the Vallejo glaze medium. I have army painter washes. I have Reaper uh, paints. I have my different colors of Steinal Res primer, which I also will use as a base color on some things because why not? Because it's if the primer is green or the primer is yellow, the primer is color that makes a great base color for something. That's slightly old. Yeah, well, see, I've got an old. Oh yeah, I have a few of those too. See, I've got my old. I got the that GW rack that uh, my store let me buy from them, and that's full of paint. Is it from... the spinny rack? No, it's the um, layered rack. I have the, the carousel. Spinny, the spinny rack. And it's still good. It, it works. Yeah. And uh, I also have a couple of nail polish display racks, which are like a riser. Yep. I've got these drawers and then this box of extra stuff I've been using recently. 
not too organized with that yet. But hey, I only started painting again not that long ago. So, so what brought about the rumors of Crystal Brush no longer being there? Do we know? That's actually been a rumor for the last few years because it seemed like once, uh, once the Crystal Brush changed their prize support to they were no longer giving out the ten thousand dollar prize and they were no longer giving out the trophies they were giving people like like 50 bucks or 100 bucks or depending on whether you were bronze silver gold you know honestly i don't know because neither jim nor i had participated in the crystal brush for the last maybe five years and then this year they had a song of ice and fire category because song of ice and fire is a cool mini or not game mm-hmm. and cool mini or not is are the ones that put on the crystal brush and uh so jim's like well i've got some painted song of ice and fire models i might as well throw some in and so he won a gold for his unit of i don't know giants guys, lannisters or no they were giants okay. yeah he went yeah, for the giants i don't know <laughs> dudes. Unit of dudes. Yeah, it's a unit of guys that he painted and uh so that was that was very cool and i didn't even i didn't even i'd forgotten about the awards completely until somebody was like have you seen jim and i'm like no were you at the crystal brush awards and i'm like no and they're like uh and you're like, like oh well, I'll wait until I'll let him tell you. So then I knew, you know, like, like if you're just going to say that, you might as well just say, so he won the gold because, you know, that's what that means. Yeah. I can put two and two together. Well, Jim like, also no. told me that he forgot to bring his glasses and he didn't know he won. And someone had to tell him to go up there and get his award because he was too busy doing other things and couldn't see what was going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So. His far-seeing glasses. So. <laughs> Which sounds just like bad. him. His eyesight's not that bad, but it's only just bad enough where if the, if the picture is up on a screen at the front of the room and he's in the back of the room, he's not going to be able to, to tell what it is. Yeah. So. But anyways, yeah, there's there's been rumors about Crystal Brush for a few years now. And this year, Colmini or not had the bare minimum of a booth much much smaller than in years past and they're not doing well financially so that was probably a let's try and not go too far sort of like uh other people were talking about and their their entries their categories for crystal brush were many fewer than in years past i I noticed that i I noticed that when i was looking at the entries yeah Many people were complaining about that, and uh, if it keeps them in business, you know, it's a good decision. Yeah, you got to do what's yeah, good. Yeah. Otherwise, they do a bunch of categories this year, and then they don't. Then they go to business, and then we get no categories. Well, my thought has always been, Simon is no longer cool mini or not. They're just Simon, and they're trying to kind of distance themselves from the whole, you know, boutique miniatures kind of thing that they used to be. And so it makes sense that they would scale back the crystal brush until it doesn't exist anymore. It wouldn't it it wouldn't surprise me if it didn't come back, but it might. Who knows? Nobody knows yet. 
Yeah, but that's something someone will eventually pick up. It's just hard because you need to have the right support to make that work. It, it won't be the crystal brush. If 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 the crystal brush goes away, it's not going to be replaced by somebody else taking over the crystal brush. No, no. It'll be the, it'll be a new thing. And and that's fine. Yeah. You know? well, um, a lot of people weren't around back when it was the rogue demons. I mean, I remember that. Yeah, but there were a lot of people that uh, that Jim and I talked to, like, hey, you should come to Adepticon because we're, uh, and this was maybe beginning the first Crystal Brush, might have even been, like, the year or two years before, and Jim and I were, like, trying to tell other painters, like, there's seminars, you know, just trying to build up the hobby community there more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and say, no, it's not all just you know, gamers, there's like this whole area where, you know, we do hobby seminars and stuff and and uh that's that's where kind of Fort Wapple came from is I wanted to have tables where people could hang out and paint together because I like that experience of just hanging out with people and talking and working on our projects and, you know, getting ideas from other people while you're you know, sitting there. And socialize. Find Miss Games Workshop Battle yeah. Bunker and Drop Zone Games. There was this big conference table they had at the Games Workshop Battle Bunker. We'd all sit around and paint and hobby together. It was great. And then we did something similar at the Drop Zone afterward. Uh, miss that a bit. The new story is there's a little bit of painting area, but not quite the same extent. You can only have about seven people, maybe at most. Yeah, that's that's something I miss at. Uh now too well i missed the bunker because a it was closer to my house yeah b they had the paint bar but at grognard uh that's still like an hour from us so we it's not really that convenient to go there we tried we tried it like for a month but it was like it's an entire day at that point and and i'm not prepared to spend an entire day at the game store and, uh, at, 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 I did get to paint with other people. There were uh, a couple of friends of mine that showed up, and we got to paint, and and it was great. It was great to get to talk about their projects and stuff that we were working on, and, you know, it's just too far, sadly. Well, so we all need to get better and do more uh, streams of painting. That's how you yeah. do it, like the hobby hangout and all that kind of stuff, where you get everyone together, just start hobbying together. Yeah, that's that's why it's more fun, even though I get less painting done when there's people in my in the chat when I'm streaming. To uh, it, it's more fun to, to get mm-hmm. the feedback and to talk to other people about their projects. Um, Sit back and chill. More fun when there's when there's other people and socializing. Mm-hmm. So, um, anything cool come out of Adepticon? Nothing at all. Nothing? Nope, nothing. Nope. Only that thing that John wanted that I didn't get him because I'm a bitch. (laughs) No, I wanted, so it's okay. He just didn't didn't ask me. That's okay. That's John for you. (laughs) No, I didn't refuse it. I'm to be financially smart. So... There was this guy there who 
Vince Chmielewski. And familiar. he has a company called Artifact Miniatures. Well, and not. he does 3D printing and it's his 3D sculpting or his digital sculpting that he's printing and he's like so I was over there in awe because he had this Zouave which is a historical uh, miniature I'm with you the, the historical infantryman and uh, and I, I recognize but that's not the point the point is his Zouave had fantastic fabric sculpted on it. The printing didn't look like it was from a 3D printer, which is which is awesome by itself. But for me, the excitement was here. Finally, is somebody who can who can digitally sculpt cloth to look organic and light and like it's hanging off of your frame instead of this boxy sort of stiff kind of uh, chunk of plastic that you basically see from everyone else yeah. mm-hmm. I'm like look at all these little wrinkles all these little drapery folds and everything and, and I'm and I'm like fangirling out about you know the fabric that this guy has sculpted and other people are and I, I had brought friends over to look at him like look look and they're clearly not impressed and I'm like are you blind are you not seeing how amazing this is why aren't you as excited about this that somebody, you know, has the technology and the ability to to sculpt cloth to actually look like cloth instead of like some boxy like sheet metal that was just formed around the figure to look like cloth? Yeah, I mean it's it's big deal, and then I mean different people get excited about different things, but that's a big step forward. Um, every time a new step of technology for miniatures gets together, or you get that one miniature where, like, they have, like, a flowing scarf and it actually kind of looks appropriate, and you're like, oh, shit, look at that. Yeah. Oh, so it looks like something. Yeah. So I got, I got all excited, and that's Artifact Miniatures. And uh, I, I, I imagine he would be there for more for people in the industry who need somebody to sculpt for them or who need somebody to 3D print. Sounds like he's there for I mean it's a good it's a good place to be in. Be like I can help you sculpt, I can help you print. It's it diversification of business is good. Yeah. Did uh and did he I, sell the files also or did he just sell the miniatures? He was selling the miniatures. Hmm. Um Dang it. I guess it would have been interesting if you were selling the files too, but now that's he was just selling the minis and they were frankly amazing. Not that I got any because, you know, I didn't have any money. Or I would have got dice. <laughs> but no, I, I, I stood there and talked to the guy for like a half an hour or so. And and we didn't only talk about the sculpting, but he was talking about how he's coming from a background in the toy industry, which is very different than the model industry, apparently. The toy industry is much more obsessed with... Uh, attention to detail because they are making replicas of you know like Captain America or Iron Man or, and it has to look like you know the character in the mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, where old uh, GW uh, uh, and Ernie Baker came from too welcome uh, Adam 
Um, I guess other news that came out, GW, of course, had uh, showed up a whole bunch of cool models. They always do. Um, I wouldn't say any of them were impressive enough that I remember them off the top of my head, but they were all, of course, very good quality because it's GW. Um, we talked about this a little beforehand uh, for Legionnaires, though, is that uh, they announced Clone Wars for Star Wars Legion. Oh, that's cool. Yep. And the... and the starter set with droids and uh, the... Uh, Republic. Yep. The General Grievous. Um, I'm trying to remember if anyone else had any news. I mean, I don't follow as many people news. I mean, Malifaux still in between editions. I haven't done Infinity really in a while. They had the standard stuff. They had some cool mm-hmm. models come in. Yeah, I didn't see like a new Adepticon exclusive for Infinity like they had. A, they did the have something. They did, but it was a it was a book, and you had to buy the book to get the uh, oh. exclusive miniature. Yeah. Yeah. So it was there. So Archeon says Shazam is awesome, by the way. Yeah, I've heard for everyone who's worried about that movie, it looks by the trailers is going to be very, very kidified. Apparently, it is not just kidified. You should go see it from what I understand. Yeah. It's very. I feel that DC sort of missed the mark marketing it, though, because I look at every trailer and I'm like, I'll watch this movie when it gets in a cheap theater or on Amazon Prime or something. So I mean, I feel like. Much better by that. Who's the actor? I can't remember his name. The one who, who was in Chuck. Oh, yeah, I don't remember his name either. I don't remember his name, but Chuck was At an awesome rate, series. I liked him in Chuck. Chuck was fun. Chuck was amazing. Um, but yeah, oh, Blackheart Models. Zach Levy. Thank you, uh, Greek Nakos. That was... Uh... Oh, Zach Levi, yes. Thank you. Yeah. He was in uh, two Thor movies also. For about 12 seconds combined. Uh-huh. So anyways, yeah, back to Adepticon. I like, just got, we've got like six more minutes until our media section. <laughs> and boys are going to be So I wanted to say Blackheart Models came out with an Elvira bust. Elvira. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and that's really cool. And then they came out with a bunch of dinosaur busts too. And Jim's actually going to be painting up some dinosaurs and uh that's gonna look uh that's gonna look cool and of course dust was there and i had to go say hi to them and my friend josh's game giga robo which is which is like giant robots fighting in the streets it was it was before uh the new monster apocalypse mm-hmm. and they had a kickstarter and everything and this year they finally had the the actual games and an actual booth instead of a table out in the hallway. So I was really happy for them to see that that was getting some success. That's good. And uh, I think I said Steamforge is doing a Resident Evil 2 board game in, in uh, partnership with Capcom. Yep. That's cool. I mean, they did yeah, the Dark Souls. The bottles are really cool for it, though. I actually have a couple I'm going to be painting on stream. Oh, sweet. I didn't actually get a demo of the game but it's a dungeon crawl kind of a, a game that sort of fits for resident evil i mean it, it yeah. is sort of like a modern uh, dungeon crawl <sighs> three of them so yeah so they had uh, armies on parade a 40k armies on parade where they they like people make these massive mm-hmm. super massive uh army boards and whoever made that Tau one, holy crap. That Tau one was balls cool. 
There was a lot of money put into that one. They were so amazing. They all, they all were good. Yeah, yeah those guys there was top so notch. The giant orc stampa one. Yeah. Where it was the stampa that was like four feet tall. Yes, that was pretty cool too. Awesome. Uh, there was one that was an asteroid, like an asteroid space station of uh, of all orcs. And so on the inside, there were all these levels with different uh, different orcs and stuff. And uh, was, that was actually one of my favorite, even uh, though it was like, the best painted. It like had a whole story, you know, going around the entire asteroid on the inside and on the outside and on the back i mean you had to walk around the entire thing and the thing was like at least three feet across maybe four feet across <sighs> there's really impressive uh armies though they all were pretty impressive yeah there was there was i guess that tau one was huge because it had a lot of flying stuff on it it was like a huge huge battle scene it was pretty it was pretty detailed so Nurgle stuff. I'm trying uh, to remember, or maybe I'm trying to remember which ones. There was more than one Tau, I think. No, oh, there was one that was like huge and had a a spaceship flying over the top of it, and it was just a huge, That's huge, huge fun. one. Yeah, yeah, had some Nurgle stuff going yeah. on too. It was huge. I was like, dang. So other than that, um, so Adepticon next year is going to be what 25th to the 28th or something like that. Defcon. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's always the well, not always, but next year it is again going to be the last weekend in March. Yep, which is down near with my uh, spring break, so I'll get to go next year. That's gonna be awesome. So that'll be good. Maybe we can get John. We can we can actually do a live stream all together at once That's next mad. year. There. Crazy talk. Well, I figure maybe we maybe I'll do that at Warfare Weekend. What do you think? I think we should do it for both. Okay. Yeah, we should try. Let's we'll see what we can do. Get that doing. Or at least record it. Um, and then later uh, upload it when we get to some place where there's internet. Because sometimes the uh, internet access at the venue is sketchy. Well, we could do it as a Facebook Live thing. Just hold it up. I can do a selfie cam, you know, do a selfie stick and we can do it. Hey, how's it going? You know, that type of thing. No, what I'm saying is the internet is so sketchy that if it's Facebook Live, it might keep cutting out. I think I got us covered. I think I know someone that works the event. You might. I might. <laughs> so, uh, so we need to head over to our media section. Media section. Party time. Oop, oop, oop. And I can go ahead and look straight at the camera today. Oh, man. I am totally dehydrated with all this medicine. I apologize. Well, let's set the uh, chat to a different font size. Oh, yeah. It should make it look a little uh, easier. Banians note that someone on Facebook said they found an infinite combo in Transformers, which is seems not correct. <laughs> Um, so, Kathy, how many do you have today? I just have one. I just just have one. one. I have yeah. one, two, three, four, seven. five, six, seven movies and three TV shows. 
You want to do the TV shows real quick since they're just there? Just there. Just there. So, Deadliest Class finished up their season um, and kind of left it on a little cliffhanger. Big surprise, right? Um, a TV show would leave their season on a cliffhanger. What? Uh, yeah. Um, and it was good. Uh, I can't wait for next season. Hopefully, they'll be coming back. Uh, we haven't seen if it's going to get renewed or not. And then I watched, uh, of course, more Star Trek uh, Discovery. Still a great TV show. Ooh, my dog's a little out. And uh, it was good. Uh, I missed two episodes, so I caught up on those. Still good. No problem there. Uh, and then Happy came back. Um, if you watched Happy last season, you need to watch it this season. Um, and if you don't know what Happy is, Google it. It's on uh, Sci-Fi Channel or FX or you know, Sci-Fi. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I've seen some, some clips. Uh, it's a thing. It is. It's pretty raw and raunchy and hilarious, uh, but it's still good. Um, like I said, no review until the season is over, uh, but it, it just started up. Uh, so Deadlit's class, good season. Uh, it getting kind of CW at the end of it of romance and everything. So I'm kind of hoping they don't. You know, get too CW an actual drama, so we'll yeah, it, 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 it was getting there. That was the problem. It was like, there's okay, this guy's gonna sleep with this girl and this girl, and then they're gonna be, oh, please don't, no, just, 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 just go to the assassin stuff, and they like barely touched it, and then okay, then then they got back on it. So it was like, it's like it's just trying to get there, and it kind of goes away. So. Um, overall, still a good season. I'll wait for season two. Hopefully, I'll get another renew and it'll go even deeper into the story. So, uh, I get uh, the good TV shows. Now it'll be seven episodes, seven movies that I can review for you. Oh, well, let's let, uh, let Kathy get her a new uh, German show out of the way. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Mostly, we just kind of fell asleep on the couch watching uh, Midsummer Murders. Which is why I was like, yeah, we didn't really watch much because I've talked about that show in the past. And it's, you know, just a British murder mystery show. But the one that we re we just discovered was Friday night. Uh, Jim didn't have a, uh, a stream to do. He didn't have a, a hangout with uh, the Styrene Syndicate to do. And uh, so we just kind of were watching TV and he knew that I like this uh, uh, Turkish <laughs> a Turkish detective show mm -hmm. that's on Friday nights and so it's Turkish and I don't even remember what it's called like Homicide Istanbul I think anyways but it's dubbed over in uh -huh. German with English subtitles okay so you're, you're, their lips are speaking Turkish the sound is German and the subtitles are English. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it's really cool. And, you know, I like these international shows because it's like a, there's it's a window into other cultures. And so the show that was on before it, though, was two episodes of this half hour German sitcom called Turkish for Beginners. And I'm like, well, I don't know what this is 
about. I've never seen this before, and it just happened to be the pilot episode and the second episode. And so there's the main character, Lena. She's a teenager. And her mom just gives her the news that, hey, there's this guy, you know, the guy I've been seeing that I'm in love with. We're just going to move in together, you know? You and your brother and me, we're just going to move in with him and his his daughter and his son. And this guy, by the way, is Turkish, and they're Muslim. And two thirds are Brady Bunch. That's and that's what I said. I'm like, I'm like, it's like a a weird German Turkish Brady Bunch culture clash. And so the the whole thing is this girl kind of coming to terms with the, the blended family and she has to share a room with her, you know, new uh, sister. I mean, the parents aren't married, so they're not technically like step siblings or whatever, but you know, uh, and her sister is really a, a devout Muslim and basically hates everything German, but you know, as they kind of, you know, as it goes along, they kind of uh, discover that they have more in common than they thought they did. You know, they're kind of the same age. Now they're going to the same school. And uh, in, in the one episode, Lena, you know, convinces the uh, Yagmur, the, the sister, to go to a club, a disco, with her. And Yagmur is shocked. She's like, well, you know, Dad doesn't let me stay out past 9 o'clock at night. And Lena's like, no, no, we'll talk to mom. We'll ask mom. And mom, of course, is the anti-rules person. She's the, my kids have no boundaries. I don't believe in rules. Uh, my kids get to make all their own choices in life. And so she's, you know, telling the kids to go and have a good time and everything. And Yagmar's like, what? I don't even understand what's happening right now. <laughs> And uh, but but in the end, uh, Lena gets drunk. She's irresponsible. Uh, Yagmar's brother Chem is uh, around, and so when this guy is trying to take advantage of Lena after the club closes and they're trying to go home, uh, Yagmar's brother Chem uh, punches the guy in the face and throws drunk ass Lena over his shoulder, and they go home. And uh, and Yagmar is like, well, your mom hasn't ever established any rules. Just, is, does that mean she doesn't care about you? Like, she's just blown away by this whole, like, does she not love you at all? Like, she doesn't care what happens to you? That, that she doesn't, you know, set any boundaries? And so by the end of this one episode, boundaries are set. The girl's like, you know, I, I know I need to take responsibility for my actions, but boundaries need to be set. You know, mom, please give me some rules. Give me some guidelines. Uh, so these kids are learning from each other. They're, they're from such different backgrounds. And it's just interesting. And it's funny. And it's poignant. I give it zero space herpes. It is, it's just a, a huge window into German and Turkish immigrant German uh, culture. That's not a combo I ever thought would go together, but fair enough. <laughs> oh. So that's my uh, Zero Space Herpes. 
It's a it's a fantastic sitcom. It has a lot more uh, meaning in it than just you know, ha ha funny. Fair enough. So okay. yeah. Gonzo, how you want to do the rest? Uh, let me go with one of mine. Okay. Um, that way, because I've got a bunch in there. Um, I watched Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Uh, based off of the Teen Titan Goes cartoon. Um, it had some pretty decent scenes in it. It is very much a kid show. Very much a kid movie. Um, very kid humor, which means I enjoyed some of it. Because I had plenty of good fart jokes and... You know, stupid jokes that were going with it. Um, it actually wasn't that bad. Uh, I was entertained, to say the least. Um, should you buy it or rent it? No, but it's you know it was on it was on HBO for free or Showtime or one of those, so it should be coming on Netflix or whatever, so you could watch it. Um, but it's a good little you know chuckle here and there, and if you like Teen Titans and all the quirky, silly, stupid stuff, and, you know... I like Teen Titans Go, because yeah. those are different things. I like Teen Titans. I did not really like Teen Titans Go at all. It was Correct. Too far down. Too far kitty. Um, yes. But it was very much a kid's show. It did have an awesome appearance, which I thought was hilarious, for Stan Lee in Teen Titans Go. Um, he was spoofing himself, uh, you know, as the cameo appearance, and they're like... Stanley, you know this is a DC movie, right? Oh, okay. And he, he leaves. Um, but it was definitely, you know, tongue-in-cheek on a lot of stuff. Uh, it, was, it was good. It was worth it to watch it. Yeah. Um, it, it had some good stupid jokes, like, you know, about kid jokes, fart jokes, pee jokes, you know, hey, that type of stuff. Thanks for following Tanakisha. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it was good. Um, definitely like it. Uh, maybe two, one and a half, maybe two space harpies, just because if it's not your thing, you're just going to be like, ah, screw it. But it was kind of worth it. Um, just a little fun little romp. And it wasn't long either, so it wasn't a lot of time wasted. Um, and then I can, uh, I'm going to go with another one, because uh, I have, how many do you have, John? Just two? Okay. And, and one of those is in common with you. Yeah, and so we'll do that one together. <laughs> uh, I saw Aquaman finally. Oh, finally. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, it was to rent. Uh, do you mean underwater Thor? Underwater Thor. Um, <laughs> described it as underwater Thor. You know what? It wasn't bad, but it was very very predictable. Very very, you knew everything that was going to go on. It was, oh, wow, that happened? Shock face. You know, that type thing. It's funny because everyone was really, you know, talking it up. I think it's just they've been talking down so many of the other DC movies, yeah. fairly or unfairly, aside from Wonder Woman, that they were just like, oh, look, this was not an absolute shit show. Like, yeah. Set our size a little higher. It, it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. Uh, like it says, one, maybe, t- I'd be pushing to go. F- anywhere near two space harpies and that'd be really really nitpicking but i mean the plot was predictable the lines were it was you know how sexy can we make jason momo look uh pretty damn because he's a good looking dude um but i mean it was it was very predictable um but it was good it was a good fun time 
Um, a lot of good action. Enjoyed a lot of the DC movies. Yeah. Um, it was it was interesting the way they filmed some of the fight scenes, which was something new that I didn't see. Um, especially the very first fight scene in the house. Uh, the way they filmed it and the camera angles or something was really cool. I was really impressed by that. Um, so, you know, it, it was good. I, like I said, I rented it, so I had fun time with it. It's, it's good for a rental. Uh, do you want to go with your one that we have in common? Oh, the one we have in common? Yeah. Sure. So you want to talk about Triple Frontier? Yeah, let's talk about Triple Frontier. You uh, go first. I got uh, a note that uh, you didn't like it, apparently. Uh, yeah. I thought it had an amazing cast. Um, Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaacs and, um, the guy who played, played, uh, Agent Whiskey from... Yeah, it was a great cast. Uh, and then Garrett Hedlund and what's-his-name from, uh, Pacific Rim and, uh, what the hell is that? Sons of Anarchy as brothers. Yeah. That was inspired casting. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. The casting was pretty cool. I thought it was a good, solid movie. Uh, it's a little weird in its overall... Its tone is pretty consistent, but the message, because it is trying to give you a little bit of a message in what it's doing there, is a little mixed. I mean, it is basically that, hey, greed is bad, and doing this stuff is bad, and you, if you start doing bad stuff, you may not stop. Um, but it is a little lost in the translation and all um i feel like they could have spent a little more on those sort of themes in the movie uh it's not an action movie it is more drama sort of character pieces than than actual action uh, the action has is very quasi-realistic and good um overall i thought it was very solid um i'm not sure i'd watch it again but if it was on with some friends i would definitely uh you know pay attention to certain parts and, and, you know, watch bits of it again. Uh, I'll save my rating for the end after Gonzo rips it to shreds. Uh, I'm not going to rip it to shreds. Um, I was very, very disappointed in it. Um, like The cast was amazing. They had some really cool people on there. Really, really thought that was awesome. Um, to me, I just think that Ben Affleck just ruins almost everything he touches. Oh, What? I I couldn't stand his character. I couldn't stand the way he acted. I couldn't stand what was going on. I feel like he was probably the weakest actor of that batch in this movie. But I think saying he ruins everything he's in is... is It it was bad. I actually, when I was watching it, I was in and I had to pause to go pee real quick. And I looked down and said, shit, I have another 47 minutes left in this movie. This sucks. And I was like... I actually, to tell you the truth, I could not, if I did not fast forward through some of it, I would not have been able to finish the show. I was completely bored most of the time. Um, I skipped scenes because it was getting too, it's like, really, we're going to go through, yep, we, yep, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. I actually felt it was uh-huh. fairly reasonably paced. I wouldn't say uh-huh. it was quick paced, I wouldn't say it was slow. It's fairly reasonably paced. I could not stand it. I was very disappointed. In there, but he's the one who has the. He's sort of the one with the dark side that you know shouldn't be doing the bad stuff and sort of goes down. Yeah. 
Oscar Isaacs is more of the focal point of learning the lesson from this, seeing it, and trying not to go down that same path. I think but I feel like they probably could have done the early part of it quicker, so you had more time to examine those issues. See, I liked um, the house scenes, uh, yeah. everything leading up. Once it got to the mountain, we're not going to spoil anything. I just think the movie went downhill from there, oh, uh, and it just really. Did but it was important to, to finish their story. Yeah, they knew where the story had to go. This was getting them to, if you will, the the emotional and you know theological uh, uh, point they wanted to make with uh, what they're doing. Yeah, um, I mean, I understood where it was coming from and what it was doing, but I just couldn't. I was like, I literally was like, this show is so slow, and so that I literally had to fast forward it. And go. Another older actor who was who might have been cheaper than Ben Affleck a chance over Ben Affleck. I feel because a lot of people who could have done that role just as well, if not better. Yeah, I was not impressed at all. I mean, it's not the worst movie I've seen. Um, It's kind of the worst movie I've seen this year. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm going to recommend it, I don't. I'll tell you to skip it and go Uh, to something else. Two space herpes. It's. I'm three pushing four. What's that? I'm I'm three, maybe pushing four, just because it was so slow paced that I just like had to just, no, I can't do this, type oh. thing. Hold on, before we we need to get a discussion of what slow paced is, what's your thoughts of the first Star Trek movie? Man, it's been forever since I've seen that. I have no clue. I'd have to go rewatch it. Don't. <laughs> you're going to commit seppuku before you get through that fucking movie. <laughs> I'm willing to sit through a movie for you know good concepts and idea, and I felt it was worth it. So. Yeah, well, I, I I think I think at the beginning it was good. Once they hit the mountain, I think the movie just totally tanked after that. It it, it became a different movie at that point, and but it's those movies you're like, oh, you could have done this and this. Yeah, you could have, but you yeah. know, it is what it is. It's for a Netflix movie. If they keep playing movies this quality, in my opinion. They're fine. They oh, yeah. They of, ca- of cast and keep putting out movies like this over, say, uh, Polar. I thought this was superior to oh. Polar, if slower and less action-y, but I felt like it was overall superior movie. I haven't watched Polar yet. It's still on my list. i got to watch that one. I'll try to get that one next week. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Um, you want to go for another one, then I'll hit my other one? Yeah, I'll go for a TV series uh, on Netflix. It just came out. Ultraman came out on uh, Netflix. And it's a TV series. Uh, Why do you do this for nostalgia reasons? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big Ultraman fan. Uh, it is done uh, CGI. Uh, it is kind of a sequel to the Ultraman universe. So it's not a remake. Um, and it builds off the previous story, as I put it, quotations around it. Because all we remember about Ultraman is him beating up giant monsters, you know. You Wait, know, not this. Ultraman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this one, it is now, Ultraman is left and gone, uh, the monsters are gone, so on and so forth, uh, but something happens and we find out the aliens are living on the planet, but the aliens aren't like giant towering creatures, they're, you know, normal size to, you know, bigger type creatures, um, but not, you know, city stomping creatures. They're not Godzilla size, they're no. No, well, 
They're maybe one story like tall. No, I'm talking about one story tall monsters. Alright, so they're half a Kong. Yeah, half a Kong maybe. Um and it builds off the story that um there's now more than one Ultraman. And there's technically like three or four. And they have to deal with the alien race being there and doing inappropriate things to humans and a special weird Ultraman that's kind of evil. Um, overall, it was pretty decent. If you like anime... This isn't really Ultraman at all. No. It, it is t- technically, it's really not Ultraman. It's a sequel, and it's about a group of Ultramen. Um it sounds like it should have probably been called something else entirely. Yeah, it's it should have it, it's there is a, a whole different name for it, uh, but it wasn't a bad anime. Um, the animation, my expectation level set before yeah. I actually click on it. That is good. Yeah, it, it, it's not bad. Um, if you're looking for one Ultraman to beat up giant stompy creatures, you're not going to get that because it's all small based, small you know human size monsters, aliens. Uh, story's okay. Animation is a little off um, because especially with the mouth, but it could have been dubbed. You know what I'm saying? Um, it wasn't bad. Maybe maybe two space herpes if you're pushing it. So, But it's on Netflix. So you can watch a couple of episodes and see, you know, okay, yay, nay, get rid of it. But before we go on, I have to really quickly talk about Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Oh, yes, we do. action Cowboy Bebop with the guy who played uh, Luke Cage from Luke Cage. And uh, what's his name? The guy who played Sulu. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's also uh, Harold and Kumar. Yes. Yeah. He is playing uh, Spike. And uh, I am I am down with that. I think. Yes. Uh, it sounds good. I've seen some stuff. Yeah, John Cho, uh, yeah. Mustafa Shakir. I don't know who Daniela Pineda is, but uh, I am down in general with this. Um, yeah, everything the, the cast looks good. Yeah, it look, looks really good. I am interested to see this. Uh, uh, How it turns out. Cautiously optimistic. Yes. Um, cool. Uh, my other one is I had watched some. There's uh, Lindsay Ellis is a YouTuber who does a lot of movie theory as part of her movie degree. And I love her videos a lot. My boss turned me on to her. And she did a bunch on both the three-act structure in movies. And she did one basically on how awesome uh, Fury Road was. Sort of did this whole thing on uh, Mad Max. And so I watched Fury Road again. And uh, viewing I don't even know anymore, it's still fucking great. Oh, yeah. And honestly, if you watch some of the other people analyzing parts of it, there's so much depth in these that I didn't even catch. Like, where I'm just like, oh, I understand, you know, that's a little weird. And then you go and dig into it, you're like, holy shit, I get what they're going for now, and they hit it. Yeah. It's just, they really are doing subtext and not text. They're not beating you over the head with the little stuff. They're 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 letting you figure it out on your own. And the best part is, even if you're not looking for that, even if you just want a good action ride, it's succeeding on that. Oh, yeah. It just makes the opinion of this movie go up every time. It's great the combination of special of a uh, computer and practical effects is amazing um, people may say otherwise the acting jobs are great even uh tom hardy mumbling because it's not like he has human interaction speaking is not a thing that he's really doing a lot so he would seem kind of tentative and growly um i just love that fucking movie it's uh become one of my go-tos yeah it's a good one 
if if anyone's shocked, this is zero space herpes. <laughs> uh, I put it on Blu-ray. It is well worth it. It is easily the best of the Mad Max movies. Um, and honestly, I think it's so good that you probably don't actually need to rewatch Road Warrior because nah. it's a better movie. I do like Road Warrior because it's also a seminal movie. You know, it started that whole sort of subgenre off. Yeah. But uh, it does kick Road Warrior back to my third favorite Mad Max movie because I really like Thunderdome too. Mm-hmm. And I don't count the first Mad Max as part of the series because it's not really. Yeah. It's more of proof of, proof of concept for uh, George Miller. And I always joke that when they put out the ads for George Miller, like from legendary director George Miller, I'm like, really? You know, are you really banding that around? Afterwards, I'm like, yep, nope, deserves it. By all means, legendary, <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, so Zero Space Herpes, I fucking love it. Gonzo, you could take us home. Yeah, I got three to go. Uh, and one's an oldie. Um, okay, so I watched The Meg. Okay. Uh, the Meg is about a giant shark, a megalodon, uh, has uh, Jason Statham in it. Holy Did crap, this... Kick the crap out of it? It sucked. <laughs> Damn. God, it sucked. I'm sitting there watching it. Now, I, 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 I get Jason Statham, you know, and, you know, he's a cool guy and so on and so forth and everything. And it's out on, like, HBO right now. So, I mean, it, it, you're going to get a little bit of spoiler here. Uh, they go down and they disturb, you know, some stuff. And, oh, a megalodon is there. But they're in this giant underwater fortress, you know, to, you know, do their study. Uh, and so the megalodon comes out, kills some people. So they have to go kill a megalodon before it kills, you know, people in the world. Okay, I get that. So what do they do? They go take a boat about as big as the one they used in Jaws, the original, to go take out a Megalodon. Hold on, let me do the math. Uh, that sounds like they're fucked. Yeah. Okay, you're a multi-billion dollar corporation that has a fortress, and you're going to go and take a dinghy out to kill a Megalodon. Um... And, you know, of course they do it. And I'm like, oh, this movie, yay, it's home. Oh, shit. We're only half, we're, yeah, we got about 40 minutes left. Oh, big surprise. They only killed the small one. And an even bigger one comes up. Uh, let me give you guys uh, free advice. Never look at how long it's left in a movie. Just go. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was just there. And I was like, this is not the end. Because um, I know this, the movie, there's a lot more movie left. It was bad. It was real bad. The acting, everything. You just knew what was coming along. And it was like, this is ridiculous. This would have been... I'm forced to watch it. Yeah. It, it was more if, like, the sci-fi channel spoofed Megalodon like they did Sharknado. It was that type of bad. Wow, okay. Fair enough. Um, the special effects, yeah, they were okay. The science was way out the window. You got to disregard all that. Come on. Yeah. Um, so that was bad. Um, it was bad. I'm talking, you know, let's put it to the three and a half to four space herpes. So I guess we're going to have to wait till uh, Sean Hobbs comes out for a good Jason Statham movie. Yeah. Um, in? In what? The Fast and the Furious sequel thing? Oh, yeah. The Rock and Jason Statham, are you in? Yep. No. I'm in. All my <laughs> chips in the middle of the table. I, I'm all in on this. Let's go. Um, and then the next one, um, that I watched and was, it was bored. I was bored out of my mind watching it was the dark tower movie. Okay. Um, 
I was really expecting a lot more. Um, well, Kathy, you got shrunk. Hey, uh, Idris Elba's in that uh, Sean Hobbs movie, too. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Um, and I thought it was going to be really good. Uh, or at least entertaining. But the plot was all over the place. Everything was out of whack. It didn't follow a good structure. It was, I was like... Sounds like it was a mess. It was a mess. And that's the best way to put it. It didn't follow anything. They didn't explain much of anything. Um, it was more like, yeah, you know what Dark Tower is. You should know all this crap. Here you go. And I'm like, no, I don't know what the Dark Tower is. I know I know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, see, Banyan, I have no clue. But it was bad. Banyan just says, you mean exactly like the book? It probably was. I have no clue. I've never read the book. But it was bad. That's pretty awesome. Um. And it's it, it's reaching into the three, uh, three space RPs for me. It was just bad. I was like, really? I thought that was gonna be much cooler, but it wasn't. Uh, well then, uh, let's finish it off with your old one. Maybe it's better. Uh, my old one, and I can tell you that I cannot give it space RPs of any type, and I can't rate it because it is just too much nostalgia. Um, and I was flip flipping through the channels, and I was like, ooh. This is on? Ooh, I've been trying to watch this for a long time. And man, the little kid in me, I still got goosebumps when it, certain scenes came on. Certain lines were said. I was saying them. And that was... Way too heavy. Barry Gordon's The Last Dragon. Fuck yeah, Barry <laughs> And... Shit, is that movies an 80 movie or what? <laughs> it is completely an 80s movie. We did that for a movie night with Alex and Anna once. It is... Uh, <sighs> Unintentionally racist? Unintentional? I don't know. Yeah. Is it? I... Very, very much an 80s movie. From everything, from the clothes. I mean, you're just like, crap, this is... Yeah, that was the 80s. It's a fucking experience. Yeah. If you have not seen this movie, you need to see this movie. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's amazing. Um, it's still okay. good, fun. It's, it's good in all the ways it needs to be good. Yeah. It's got some great lines in it, lines that are still said today. Um, I even looked up the actors and actresses to see where they've been and what they've done and stuff because I was kind of curious. You'll recognize some people here and there. Yeah, yep, you do. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. the part and he when he gets, uh, he's sitting there and show enough gets his, he starts showing his glow and I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, got the goosebumps going on because the music. For 80s music was spot on. And then when he got the glow. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of that. All of those lines. I was saying everything. Oh, I love that movie. I own that movie. It should shock no one at all. Yeah. So, I mean, one, you can't give it space herpes because it's nostalgia. Two, it's just a fun, damn good movie. Because it's so bad it's good type thing. But it's not like they were aiming for anything other than what they hit. Correct. It's like an American Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movie. Correct. It was it's very like, worth it. They hit the mark. They're like, uh, psh, bullseye. It's like Flash Gordon. You don't judge Flash Gordon off anything else because it's fucking Flash Gordon. Correct. They hit the mark they're aiming for. Yep. So. <sighs> well, other than that, guys, that's an episode in the can. We are done for the night. Next week, John will not be here, but we will have... Uh, uh, Jim Wapple on here. We're going to be doing a discussion of Song of Ice and Fire, not only the miniatures, but the gameplay, tournament scenes, and all that good stuff. 
Um, so, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night, people. No, we don't ever do that. We are a professional podcast. I mean, yeah, my audio is really crappy right now. Is this professional? <laughs>